it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The big story were the protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices and Catholic churches. Now, you don't have to be a paid TV pundit or political strategist to know this is not a good, this is not a winning strategy. This is not a winning strategy. Going into churches with your stupid Handmaid's Tale costume, which you're not even getting the story right, is not a winning strategy. You're not, if anything, the Handmaid's Tale would sound kind of more like a repressive Islamic republic, not Catholicism in the United States. Although I did, and I might read it on the program, uh, I was reading the an article written by a Catholic priest who says after... If Roe v. Wade gets overturned, it's time to divorce Catholics from Republicans, from the Republican Party, so they can work on Democrat issues like open borders, welfare, and all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's a good strategy either. You know, uh, a lot of American Catholics like low taxes, like to keep and bear arms, like their private property, that sort of thing. Wonder the Catholic Church preaches. It's basically socialism. Yes, but see, here's the difference. And this is the answer I give every time. Somebody inevitably, when we talk about social programs or free health care or whatever, they'll call up and it's always in that exhausted, well, you know, Jesus would want free health care. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. And there are plenty of Catholic foundations that provide lots of medical services, Catholic foundations, Jewish foundations. I'm sure there are Muslim foundations. There are lots of faith-based institutions that provide medical care. We're talking about the government. You can't scream and yell separation of church and state, then demand that the government base its welfare strategies on a particular faith, if that's what you believe. Now, the only thing the First Amendment actually says is that Congress can't make a law establishing an official religion of the United States. But as far as socialist-sounding doctrine in the Catholic Church, that is a call to faith, to tithe, to give, to volunteer. There is an enormous difference between the government taking something out of your back pocket and you willingly giving it. Yes, I think the majority of the world's religions call on its followers to be generous to those less fortunate. In Judaism, they call it tzedakah. All of the major world's religions have that component, but that is something you do on faith, not on fear from government. In other words, I always say, well, describe the tip of the spear that Jesus and his followers would stick in the small of your back. Religion calls to you voluntarily. At least some religions, excuse me. In the Judeo-Christian world, religion, religion is voluntary. And in the United States, with the freedom of religion, you could be born Catholic and convert to Judaism. You could be born Jewish and convert to Catholicism, you know, based on your life's journey. In the United States, people can move from a sect of Christianity to another sect of Christianity. That's how freedom works. People might be Reformed Jews, think it's not enough for them, become Orthodox. They might become Hasidic, 
Maybe if they've had enough of the life of a Hasidic Jew, they become a Reformed Jew. It happens in all faiths in the United States. Freedom's a pretty amazing thing. But whether you are a Catholic, an Evangelical, a Mennonite, whatever it is, whatever you are, you go to a Pentecostal church, nobody's rounding you up. Nobody is coming to your house with a threat of violence and saying, you will be at church at, you will be at church on this time. And you will bring 10% of your income with you or something like that. Nobody does that. Not in this country. It's an entirely voluntary association. And when people are called to do wonderful things on voluntary association, it's pretty amazing what they can do. You hear us advertising. We advertise MediShare on this program. Nobody's forcing you into that. Now, Medicare, Medicaid's a little different. But going into churches and verbally abusing people while they're worshiping, let me just say this. Hearts and minds. Now, you might say, but Andrew, Catholics have already made their mind up. Yeah, probably. Probably. But even people who have made their mind up, see, this is how the Supreme Court's supposed to work. You might hear a new argument. It might not work. But if someone's nice and they're trying to share an argument with you or at least a perspective, maybe you're open-minded. If people are coming in and verbally abusing you while you're in church, verbally abusing your priest or pastor, that's not how you win. Now, I will say this. I don't think some of these people want to win. I think what they're looking for is to make their make the, a name for themselves in the activist community. To make a name for themselves uh, to in within organizations where there's likely to be funding for political outcomes. I've said this a million times. You know, a, a dentist. I have a friend who's a dentist. A dentist does not want to eradicate all dental health issues. If there was a pill that you could take and you'd never have to go to the dentist again, I don't think many dentists would want to prescribe that. They make their living by managing your dental health. Checkups, teeth cleaning, tooth cleaning, right? Dental hygienists, all that stuff. Well, political activists are, are kind of the same way. If they win outright, some of them become obsolete. I mean, wh where are all those gay marriage people now? Uh, well, they've moved on. They're pushing you know, transgender stuff. They won on the marriage issue, at least superficially in the Supreme Court. They didn't convince the country. They convinced unelected people. But now they've moved on. But as far as the apparatus of the gay marriage movement, it's largely gone. It, it's largely gone. And I, people collected a lot of money. They got paid to be activists, consultants, attorneys, you name it. But showing up in, in church on Sunday when people are worshiping and praying not a winning strategy. And uh, I'm not so sure that showing up at the homes of Supreme Court justices is a winner either. Now, a little bit later in the program, we're going to have a filmmaker 
who captured some of this stuff. I got about a 40-second, I guess, tease of it. So here are protesters at Our Lady of the Angels in Los Angeles. Play cut 11. Hey, you get off of me. You are not, you are not attacking anybody. Now, I don't know the demographics of this church in Los Angeles, but I'm going to bet a lot of the people that attend are Hispanic. And right now, the Democrats are losing Hispanic voters in droves. What is Biden is down with like 26. If Biden was even down 10 percent with Hispanic and black voters on a normal day, Democrat strategists would be in the floor on the fetal position. Biden has pretty much wiped out the Latino vote for Democrats. That, not helping. Not winning hearts and minds. Now here are the protesters. Cue up cut to. Here are protesters outside Brett Kavanaugh's home. Play it. We will not go back. I see you, buddy. We will not go back. We will not go back. We will not go back. You don't have to be a right-wing nutcase to know these are bad strategies. Here's cut three protesters outside the home of John Roberts. This is, you want to know a problem we face as conservatives? We don't live for this crap. Most conservatives, and look, don't get me wrong, there are think tanks, you know, love the Heritage Foundation, Family Research, Research Council, right, focus on the family. There, there are professional, organ, you know, Americans for tax reform. We've got our, you know, multi-lettered organizations that work on our behalf. But as far as being a professional, like, street soldier, most conservatives don't aspire to that. There is something, I remember Robert Gibbs, early on, at, we gave him the name The Potato. And if somebody, if you're going to ask, well, how did Corrine Jean-Pierre get called Sweet Potatoes? Well, it started with Robert Gibbs. He sounded like he had the intelligence of a potato. And then came Jay Carney, and we called him Mashed Potatoes, and you know, the rest of them, they all got names with the word potato in it. Gensaki got potato chips. But Robert Gibbs, in maybe a moment of clarity, kind of called out the professional left. Because they were jumping up and down, demanding Obama do everything they want right away. The truth is, Democrats, they do do it. It takes time. And they demand patience, but they get to it. You start with a takeover of health care, you end with, end with transgender bathrooms in government schools. 
But what Gibbs was calling out were these people. Somehow, the left in this country, and I have to wonder, and, you know, it wouldn't, I mean, if these people got arrested, if they aren't breaking the law, they shouldn't be arrested. Bad tactics don't always mean illegal tactics. With that said, you have to wonder how many of these people are moonlighting bureaucrats. How many of them? Because who has, who has the time to be a professional protester, to always be in D.C., unless you live there? Who has the time? When I, live, when I was a local host in Albany, New York, every single day, there were protests in front of the state capitol. And we had this thing called the Women's Building. And it was run by a group of, there was like 85 different protest groups that were run out of there. It was the same 40 or 50 people. What's the protest today? Change the stationery, right? Change the, change the header on the email. Change, change the header on the, on the protest flyer. There weren't really, there weren't really that many organizations that were there. It was the same group of people. Today, they were the anti-gun people. Tomorrow, they're the transgender people. It was the same group of people. And my sneaking suspicion back then, almost 20 years ago, was they were state workers. Maybe one or two of them were like living the professional dream of being a professional protester, but a lot of them seemed to be state workers because the protests always happened at lunchtime. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. How many of these people came from across the country on their own dime, flew from wherever they were to be in front of Brett Kavanaugh's house? How many? How many? How many of them came from outside the D.C. metro area and maybe the burbs of Maryland and Virginia to be at this? Unless these people are actually government workers who communicate with one another, who organize with one another. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. I'll bet you any amount of money these are all left-wing desk jockeys working for the government. We're right there wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XFP. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.